0: One Person Cast is part of the Racky Podcast Network, a subsidiary of Cafe Girl Incorporated. Hi, my name is Wes Christie and welcome to One Person Cast. Each episode of the show will be a radio drama. The genres will vary, but there will be one underlying theme. They are entirely acted out by one single actor. One person is cast in all of the roles. Tonight's show is Bathysphere, originally written by Arch Obler. If you haven't listened to any of Arch Obler's plays, I highly suggest you remedy that. Bathysphere is an interesting piece because it starts off like an undersea monster story, but it's really a more political one. What else is interesting is Arch Obler rewrote it to be more topical each time it was produced. In keeping with that tradition, I too changed a couple things to make it more topical. What's scary is that I didn't have to change much. I picked Bathysphere because I like the title. Underwater stuff fascinates me, especially earlier personal submarine craft. I continued with it because I enjoyed the content of the story, and also it allowed me to get intense, which was fun to do. There are three main characters in the story, plus the crew, which aside from a couple lines, they remain indistinct. I recorded all the sound effects with help from my parents. All music provided by Kevin McLeod of io. I'll include a link in the description. If you're a content creator and you just need some basic music, he's a great resource. And maybe kick him down a couple bucks here and there. He's doing us Broke Creators a big service. I also forgot to mention last time, he also does commissions. So if you need film music specific, he has rates for that too. If you'd like to check out more of our work at Cafe Girl Incorporated, visit us on Facebook. You'll find links to our web series short films, radio drama, upcoming work, and our Patreon account if you'd like to support us so we can keep creating. As always, thank you for listening. Listening and sharing on social media are the simplest ways to support an artist. As a creator, it always makes my day when someone takes time to listen, watch, read, and share. I'd like to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you for your continued support. And a big thank you to Kathy Anderson and also Dorothy and David Nino. And now, here's the show. The sea is very quiet. Yes. Yes, Your Excellency. Will it also be quiet under the water? No, no motion, Your Excellency. I'm told it'll all be very amusing. I hope so, sir. The captain ought to have everything ready by now. Sir, if you'll excuse me now, Your Excellency, I will No, no. Just a moment, Doctor. Yes, Your Excellency? You're much too impatient, my dear young friend. One of the great joys of an experience is to savor it before it happens. Yes. Stay and talk to me. As you say, Your Excellency. How far under will we have to go to break the record? Over half a mile. Uh huh. How far is the bottom? Just over the record mark. Deeper than any man's ever gone. It'll all be very amusing. (laughs) Suddenly the wind's changed. Always at this hour of the day, Your Excellency, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you that the sea will wait for us. I only thought that... Don't think so much, my young friend. Thinking is an unnecessary pastime. The emotions are much more dependable. My thoughts tell me that this little excursion under the sea will be quite precarious. On the other hand, my emotions tell me that it'll be both interesting and amusing. Your Excellency, we are ready. Well, Captain, you too are impatient, eh? I I don't know what you mean. That is to say... Now, now, don't splutter. After all, on the sea, the captain is king. Come aboard, my young and impatient friend. We'll go aboard your diving bell and begin our little adventure. Come, have a spine! Tension! see, Your Excellency, we are quite ready. Well, Doctor, is everything to your satisfaction? Did you put an extra oxygen tank, Captain? Yes, sir, everything as you said, Doctor. Telephone communications have been checked? Twenty times. Searchlight? Are you sure you everything has been tested, Doctor? would you go smoothly now? Why, yes, I believe... I don't want you to believe, I want you to know! But I assure you... Go and test it at once! Yes, Doctor, at once, Doctor. All right, men. Test number one. Aye, aye, sir. Aye, aye. Test number one. Test number one. Uh, Test number one. Slowly. Slowly there. Well, your thoroughness is commendable, doctor. We are going half a mile below the sea, sir. Nothing can be left to chance. The pressure down there, well, they're beyond imagination. Yes, I know, I know. Sir, particularly on this dive, everything must be... Perfection. You mean the record? I mean, Your Excellency, that... your life is precious to the state. Yes. The press of the world has known me only as a record-breaker in the world of what they so quaintly term power politics. By nightfall, they'll hire me as a record-breaker in the world of science, eh, Doctor? If all goes well, Your Excellency. Huh? You have doubts? No one can predict the ways of the sea. What are you talking about? We'll be quite apart from the sea inside of this steel bar, this this bathosphere. Oxygen to breathe, telephones with which to communicate, lights with which to see. Why would there be any question? The question of the human factor, Your Excellency. <laughs> You're as cautious as they said. I like that. I too am a cautious man. Yes, indeed. My success has been based upon determining that the unpredictable cannot occur before I, shall I say, embark upon my bold adventure. I'm talking quite frankly with you, eh, Doctor? Well, it pleases me to do so. For a few hours, we'll be locked up in that steel ball. There's no reason you shouldn't know a little about your leader, is there? You honor me, sir. For example... I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the steel cable which will drop us down beneath the ocean has strength enough to hold fifty such steel spheres as the one we will be in. I know, too, that you have made, let me think you've made, thirty such descents towards the floor of the ocean without the slightest misadventure. The men on this cruiser are especially trained for the work, and with my life in their hands, I'm sure they'll be particularly careful on the descent. Hey, Doctor. There is no doubt of it, sir. Already now, sir. Shall we go now, Your Excellency? Of course, of course. Careful, Your Excellency. The deck is quite wet here. Oh, thank you, Captain. You're very thoughtful. Thank you, sir. Tension. No, no, no formalities. Let the men go about their business so we can get started. Would you like me to get into the bathysphere first, Your Excellency? No, no, after you. Quite a small doorway, isn't it? How fortunate we're both small, lean men, Doctor. Lean men... Caesar once said something about that sort, didn't he? I don't know much about that sort of thing, sir. Ah, I didn't imagine so. Get in, Doctor. I'll follow you. Yes, sir. Head first into the steel ball. Quite without dignity, eh, Captain? Shall I help you, sir? No, no. I'll make it all right. You ready for me, Doctor? Come ahead, sir. Careful of the bolt-in, sir. Careful. Ah, that does it. You all right, sir? Yes. Yes, of course I am. Well, what are we waiting for? Captain! Aye, sir. Close her up. Aye, sir. Your ears. Cover your ears. Huh? The bolts and wing bolts that hold the door shut. They have to be tightened by hammering with a sledge. Cover your ears, sir. (laughs) It's all right now, sir. They're... They're done. What an infernal din! Wasn't there any other way? <clears throat> Hammering is the only definite guarantee of a watertight seal, sir. My ears. All well in there, sir. What's that? A voice through the telephone, sir. They'll communicate with us from the deck every three minutes. If one of us doesn't answer within a half a minute, the orders are to pull us up. What an excellent safety precaution. Yes, indeed. All well in there, doctor? All well. We're moving. Yes, lifting us out of the end of the boom, and then down we go. Look, sir, you can see the deck down through the windows. Glass. So clear. Clearest in the world. Quartz glass to stand the pressure. Letting us down in the water, are they? Yes, sir, in a moment. so i'll I'll turn the oxygen higher the light it's so green yes soon it'll be blue then a darker blue until at around two thousand feet we'll be in darkness that goes beyond dark complete eternal night eternal night under the water how amusing all well down there sir All well. How far down are we? About 1100 feet, sir. It's hard to believe it. There's almost a quarter of a mile of water crushing down upon us. The word crushing is most inappropriate at this time, my young friend. My apologies, Your Excellency. I've been watching the water. You said it would be as night, yet it isn't black. It's... it's blue. The strangest blue. A few more hundred feet, and there'll be no more color in the water, sir. The light out there! What? Well, I can't quite make it out, sir. Perhaps some sort of luminous plankton? (laughs) It's amusing. The fish is carrying along their own electric plants. The dark's alive with them, sir. Oh, look, sir. What? That small flat fish, you see? Even his teeth gleam with the luminous mucus. I've caught that sword in the trawls. They can eat organisms as large as they are. Wait, I'll I'll turn on the searchlight and you'll see. No, 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 never mind. I didn't come out of the sea out of any interest in those bits of fish. As you say, sir. They light up like a train in the dark. Or would the portholes of a boat be a more appropriate figure of speech? Well, seen one, seen them all. All well down there, sir? All well. How far down now? Ask him. How far? Thirteen hundred and fifty feet. Right. We make good time, eh? Yes, sir. They lower us very quickly, sir. A six-foot ball containing a very earnest young man and the leader of a state. Headed for... What shall we say, Doctor? A new record, sir. Is that as far as your imagination takes you? At the moment, I cannot say, Your Excellency. Well, perhaps when we reach the end of the cable, we'll discuss life and death very profoundly, eh, my friend? Philosophy under the sea. (laughs) Yes. All well down there, sir? All well. 2,200 feet. Right. How much further? We have 4,000 feet of cable, sir. You are right. There's darkness out there now, darker than any night this man has ever seen. It's amusing. All well down there, sir? All well. 2,800 feet. Right. Your Excellency? Yes? In ten or eleven minutes we will have broken the record. Keep your eyes so close to that window. Might I ask why? I... I thought I saw something out there. What, sir? Something huge. It gave off a pale green light, but then was gone so quickly I... I'm not quite sure. I'll turn on the searchlight. No, no. This... Infernal darkness amuses me. (laughs) Tell me, Doctor, in your other trips, have you seen anything out there? Vague, huge... You know what I mean. Yes, sir. Several times. Well? Shadowy and... Indistinct? I couldn't say what, sir. Can't you guess? I I have no answers. Oh, well, down there, sir. Oh, tell him, yes, 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 and stop annoying us. Oh, well, and don't Captain's compliments, sir. You've reached 3,028 feet, sir. That was BB's record. Eh? The old one. 3,030. Broken it. 3,100. Doctor, that's quite enough. 3,150. Doctor, did you hear me? Broken the record and a few feet to spare. Order them to haul us up. 3,200. Doctor, are you out of your head? I gave you orders, have them pull us up. I've had enough of this, I'll tell you that- What happened? Happened. We just landed at the bottom of the sea, that's all. Why did you ignore my orders? I said to go up. What are you doing now? What was that lever you threw? Answer me! Yes, I'll answer. Haven't you forgotten something, Doctor? Doctor? what to say sir your excellency excellency here at the bottom of the sea what what's happened to you all of a sudden you huh the excitement of creating a new record a little too much for you eh my young friend well it's understandable now signal the ship and have them draw us up your little adventure is over didn't you hear me i said signal the ship how Are you out of your mind completely? Telephone them! At once! You hear me? A telephone consists of a carbon transmitter receiver and actuating battery and connecting wire. We have no telephone. Get to one side! Hello? Hello up there? Hello? Answer me! Hello? Hello? Blast you? Answer me! Hello! But they don't- The wire's torn loose. Would you know how to fix it, Your Excellency? What? Oh, I see. Happened when we bumped on the bottom, didn't it? Well, can't you fix it? I can, but I won't, Your Excellency. What is this? It's taken you a great number of moments longer than I expected to ask that question. You notice that I've called you Your Excellency a couple of times, but that was the end of that. From now on, I will call you Your Infernal Excellency. (laughs) How amusing. Still amusing? Yes. (laughs) I don't believe it. You think it's some kind of madness on my part that you'll do something about it? Not I. You. I? You have an emergency way of signaling, yes? I know you have. You flash the searchlight on and off three times and the flow of current registers up on deck. And then that's an emergency. Well, go ahead and do it. Perhaps I'll forget your little, shall we call it, joke? I am quite content to stay down here. Turn on the searchlight! Alright, I'll do it myself. Why waste your time? You've so little of it left. What What do you mean by that? The searchlight, too. It's disconnected. Why? There's no need of it. It'll be best to die in the dark. Die? Yes. This is, this is impossible. I investigated you. Your, your record, your family, your associates. Clearest record in the state. You haven't the reason or the will to kill me. Kill me? <laughs> That's really funny. A young empty-headed fool killed me? <laughs> That's very amusing. You'll be afraid soon. Is it possible you've forgotten the final emergency signal, you fool? Yes, I said signal. The signal of silence. They'll try the telephone as scheduled, and when we don't answer, they'll pull us up. Have you forgotten that? It's been more than three minutes since the last signal. If what you say is true, why aren't we moving? We. We are. For all I know, we. We are. Are we? The darkness. Who can tell if there's upward motion? You know we're motionless, as quiet as in a tomb. Appropriate that, and we'll stay here. I know that. Eh? That lever up on the roof that I pulled. Well, it threw the end of the steel cable free. Yes, severed the cord between ourselves and the ship and the world. No! We're here, Your Infernal Excellency. Down here. To stay. No, you lie! I don't believe you! They'll pull us up! The telephone. Here, here, you up there, listen! Give me up, give me up! You up there, hear me! It's your leader! Get me out of here! Get me out of here, you hear me? Get me out of here, out of here, out of here. Unbelievable oxygen left for another hour, and it takes you ten precious minutes of your precious life to believe. You do believe you're going to die now, don't you? I was sure nothing could happen. Every detail of the machinery, the rocket of every member of the crew. And I was one of those who was perfectly harmless, hmm? Yes, you're past. Since a boy trained in the schools of the state. Your father an official. Why do you do this to me? Why? Your ego is so great that even now, knowing you're going to die here with me, you're less concerned with death than you are with knowing wherein you failed. Answer me. Why did you do this? You all trained in my schools, brought up to think the way you should think. Who up there made you do this thing and why? It'll be a slow death. As slow as the death of my country. Answer me. Who and Why? Your mouth will bite for air, and there won't be enough to let you live. And yet, there'll be enough so that you don't quite die. You tell me you will? Your lungs will reach up through your mouth, a breath of air, just another. There won't be another, and as you die, you'll know it. I want to know one thing. Why do you do this? Why, why, why? Yes, I'll give you your wise. You trained me in your schools, and from morning to night, what went into my head was only what you decreed was right and proper for a good citizen of your infernal state to know. Yes, you crammed my head full, but there's one place you and your books and your speeches couldn't reach. My heart. Your heart? Yes, heart. You heard me. Heart. My head said believe, my heart said no. My head said obey, My heart said no, and that's where you made your mistake, you devil. You didn't start in young enough with me, for the heart that was born inside of me has brought you here to die. I don't understand. Wait, I'll turn a little more oxygen on. That'll give me a little more strength to keep on telling you you're wise and cut the breaths left for you after I'm finished. What was I saying? Yes, you couldn't quite condition me well enough should have started with the embryo for somewhere along the line a little humanity got inside of me that cried out against what you were doing it grew and grew until it said you had to die and you will die yes here in the black under the sea and they won't roll drums for you march for you End it here what have you say to that you fool fool is that all you answer yes fool you think i'm a fool to die here with you you call me a fool when i know that ending here i give a new beginning to those up there yes such a fool (laughs) oh stop saying that they won't say it back in the cities when they know they're free you fool you think that freeing them of me will make them free yes yes of course i will i'll call you fool again how do you think i became the head of the state through my great wisdom i'm really not so wise through my great courage No man has courage of that sort to stand up single-handed against the bullets and the bayonets of the entrenched powers. Then how? How did I do it? With lies and ruthlessness and cruelty. I know. (laughs) You don't know a thing. You saw the end result surrounded by pomp and circumstance and you couldn't see the means. All right. I know I'm going to die. When a man is expected to die as long as I have, the actuality isn't quite as frightening as you may think. Since I'm going to die, I'll have one small satisfaction of showing that you are an empty-headed fool. Stop saying that. Ah, you too have an ego. Apparently it's for weeks. How you make me plead and beg and squirm down on my knees? I had a few moments of hysteria, didn't I? You liked that. But you don't like this, my sitting in the dark so calmly telling you that you're a fool. I haven't failed. You're here. You failed because you're killing me and yourself to give them back their freedom, whatever that word means. You're dying quite in vain. You're saying that because you think that- don't talk. Listen to me. I tell you where you failed. I came into power, not alone through my own strength, but because of the conditions of our country were such that other men, sitting on their wealth, came to the decision that I, alone, could keep them there. But it was you- I tell you, listen- When an ancient rule of privilege is threatened, it seeks to live no matter what the cost. The cost to them was me, and they found me worth it, for I threw to the mass none of the wealth they worked to build. But only fighting phrases of prejudice and hate, the cost of men who made me nothing but the rent of the halls for the simple to hear my opiates. And so I call you fool. Fool to die and fool to kill me, for the conditions that make me will still exist when I'm dead. You've them of me, but what of hunger? What of ruthless exploitation? These will still be free up there to hate. Put hate and desperation into men. And so the ones who gave me power will find a new leader to stop the rumblings of a rebellion with all the tricks I taught them. A new leader, you hear me? For a new leader. <laughs> you think we didn't think that far ahead? so, dark. if I could see your face, I'd see you realizing the futility of it all. They will be free. They will. What magic do you think will come into the air when I'm dead? Will men forget their greed and say, Oh, we've quite enough. There's enough for everyone. Let's each share according to his needs. No, fool. With me, you die without me. The game will be played just as it always has been played. And so you're a fool and you die like one. I had to do something. We had to do something. I'll tell you what you could have done. You could have done that one thing that would have in time helped destroy not only me, but those who made me. You could have gone to the people. (laughs) Yes, walked among them, walked among them, and at every chance, whispered to the things I kept from them. The noose would have been around your neck every time you opened your mouth, and yet, in that talking of liberty and freedom, common decency, and all the rest of that sort of thing, would have been more meaning than this futile murdering. I've had them hunted down and shot each one of those who dared to whisper among the people, but as they died, I didn't call them fools because I knew that they were wise that only through the will to live and the great bludgeoning mass of their people was their hope of making a new world they wanted. Why have I bothered talking? The air's thick. I'm... tired. Hand me something heavy, fool. Why? 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 More explanation? All right, the last one. You think I'm going to sit here and wait? Count my every breath until the dark's crawling the horrors and I crawl... No, I'll end it now, quickly. Yes, faster than a bullet shot. Give me something heavy, I tell you. I'll smash the glass. The water, tons of it smashing, and I'll be dead, 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 dead faster than the thought that'll end it. Give me something to smash the glass or I'll... All well down there, sir? Voice? Telephone? All well. Take us up. We're moving. Yes. Water on the glass? We're moving, doctor. The cable? I lied. But all this time, Why? My orders to the crew were to leave us alone on the bottom as soon as the slackening of the wire showed them we'd hit the bottom. Telephone? I reconnected it while you talked. Then you didn't really mean to kill me. Kill you? Yes, I meant to kill you. Had it all planned out. Tell you what I told you, and then you'd be quite crazy with fear. And after that, I'd kill you. All well down there, sir? All well and yet you didn't the lights of the creatures out there blinking of stars on a cold night why didn't you kill me i want to know what would have been the good of it a fool and a figurehead die together no good of it so you believed me maybe even a fool can understand futility water's getting lighter soon we'll be back up there it'll be very strange at first so what happens to me you i told you many things down there didn't i yes too many things A man in doubt as i was he talks too much and since you of necessity heard what i said when we get up there i will probably have you shot the victim sentences his murderer it'll be most amusing (laughs) amusing yes sir you heard him captain his intent to have a commoner shot no i'm not as empty-headed as you think i've been whispering ideas of liberty to the people the right people I knew if I were careful enough, I'd make it this far. Everything has been planned. Every person on the ship, the captain, me, the men, all of our history is fabricated. It's just a matter of patience to get you in the position for us to strike. Listen here, you... I knew you'd say enough. I did really plan to kill you down here, but you're right. Someone would take your place. And the problem isn't corrected. We had several plans in place. An unfortunate accident. Diving sickness. But maybe it's time for open rebellion. Your death will mark the beginning of that. And as if we need to be absolved of guilt, the captain heard enough to exercise his right as captain. And at sea, captain is king. You fool! You damn fool!